femininity is powerful in all its forms, exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring, and this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and my guest today is Bianca Maria Iota. Bianca Maria is a Romanian flex participant, 2022-2023, in Chicago, Illinois, the United States. Bianca Maria likes writing, sculpting, and reading, and she won prizes in international French creative writing contest. Bianca Maria, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. It's an, an honor to participate in this podcast. It's my privilege. It's my honor. And I'm really curious about you and to know you as a person much better and share your soul with the world. So I'll begin with this nice question. If your friends could describe your personality, what would they say about you? And even better, would your friends in Romania describe you in a different way than the new friends you're making in your flex experience? Um, so I think that my friends in Romania would probably describe me as a perfectionist, um, as an ambitious person, and probably as a very creative person. And somehow I believe that, yes, my friends here would describe me differently because they're the, this difference in you know cultures and how people behave and I think that here they would consider me very brave and outgoing and yeah there's definitely a difference in the way people perceive me here like exceptionally um, teenagers. Thank you and I'm curious how would you describe the culture or personality of a Romanian girl and I know each is unique and different but when you went to the U.S., how did that teach you more about who you are and your culture as a Romanian girl? I've noticed that here people are very warm and welcoming and somehow I find myself in that because I'm also a very welcoming person and I'm very friendly. I love people in general. And I, I've seen that here, you know, people are very um, welcoming. I mean, it's a very diverse country, so they are very welcoming towards foreigners. And uh, somehow I've noticed about myself that I am more laid back than the other um, uh, exchange students here. I mean, there are a lot of cultures and uh, somehow uh, in Eastern Europe, we are very laid back and welcoming. I think that um, that's one uh, resemblance that we have to the American people. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm a very brave person here. That's how um, the exchange students would describe me because there are a lot of exchange students here. It's not just me. No worries. I'm sure every Flex participant says how much they mature and change and become actually the next version of themselves because of the experience. And to ask you even more about this, what do you do now there in Chicago when you want to feel inspired to take care of your mental health, to recharge your energies, to avoid burnout? What kind of activities 
really fulfill you or what things do you do there that were not so possible even when you were in Romania? Well, because it's such a huge city, there are a lot of possibilities here and you never, never get bored. Um, and also because there are a lot of exchange students, we have many activities, we have many birthday parties. Um, for example, yesterday we went to the, a haunted house. Uh, it was very fun. And, you know, there's a lot of time to recharge your batteries and do fun things with your friends. Because in Romania, there is this thing, you know, um, about school. You don't really have a lot of time um, for having fun during the week and such Things. Here is more focused on, you know, extracurricular activities. I mean, even at school, we have clubs, we have, you know, um, football games, we have a lot of activities that you can engage in and, you know, meet new people and just do whatever you like. Thank you. And you seem to be interested in French literature, in French creative writing, maybe even in the French culture. Is this correct? Yes, this is very much correct. How do you satisfy your French side or the French side of your personality there in uh, Chicago? Are there some things that make you feel like you're living some of those literature scenes that you dreamed about or anything like that? Well, as a person who can speak French fluently, I've never been to France. <laughs> I was supposed to go there, uh, but all of my flights were canceled. So I, I actually have never been there. But somehow I do find myself here, even if, you know, I'm this French person trapped in a Romanian's body, um, just because I am very um, adaptive. Uh, I adapt very easily. I'm a very flexible person. And somehow I find myself at home here. I find myself at home in Romania. And I think that's one of my biggest traits, you know, being able to find myself at home anywhere. Um, so about French, specifically the French language, um, I haven't really studied that much here. I mean, I take that subject in school, but not, I mean, during my, my French, my, my sorry, during my... Um, free time. I don't really uh, spend that much time studying French opposed to what I used to do in Romania. Thank you. And to understand even more your approach to creative writing, imagine you were a creative writing teacher and the listeners are your new students. They don't really know what to expect, what to, how to approach it. What would you say is your own method or way of creating something writing something creatively, what kind of rules or mindsets or approaches that would allow them to be at least as good as you when it comes to creative writing in any language or in French? So that is a very interesting question. I think that um, one thing that I would teach people would be to be yourself in whatever you're writing don't ever write about something that you're not invested in emotionally and personally, uh, something that doesn't really represent you, something that doesn't represent your character, your interest. I think that, you know, what we write is a mirror of who we are and our character and our abilities. So if you write something that you're not passionate about, it's not going to reflect you and you're probably not going to do a good job writing that. Thank you. And... To ask you even more, 
you said that you are somehow a French girl in a Romanian girl's body. Can you tell me what about the French culture, although you've never visited there, attracted you? What difference uh, does it make to be like a French girl compared to the culture of a Romanian girl or an American girl? Tell me that side of you and share it, please. Well, you know, people are very different. Um, so I, I cannot generalize French girls in, in general or Romanian girls, but somehow, you know, the environment that we live in can change us a lot. And, you know, it contributes a lot to who we are and how we grow up. So I think that I would totally be um, a different person if I would be living in France or if I were born in France. Um, but I definitely want to go there and maybe actually move there f for good. <laughs> um, and it's my dream. It's been my dream now for the past five years or so. I think even more. <laughs> so um, it's definitely on my bucket list. And I genuinely hope that I will get there and that it's going be, to become true. I like that. And I'm really, really curious to discover even more about you. What's your perspective on life? I mean, I know it's a deep question, but at the same time, it's a question you live in every day. Do you see the world as a friendly place? Do you see the world as a place of learning? Do you believe in destiny or you believe that we're in control of everything? Are you a girl who is into astrology and tarot or all logic and uh, no like metaphysical things? How are, is, are you? as a human being in this reality? And how do you project your own worldview on, onto it? How do you see it? That is such a good question. Um, I think that um, there is no destiny. We are in complete control of our lives. You make your life. You are the one who decides what's going to happen next. And, you know, um, if something doesn't go as, as planned you always have the chance to try again or try something new so you know failure should not put you down it should make you um, go even further and I believe that in our lives we should try um, as many things as possible try as many countries as possible visit them live there as I am now um, visit as many cultures talk to as many people as possible from different cultural backgrounds uh, and, you know, very different people still have perspectives. Um, I think that it's a very big mistake uh, to stay in your comfort bubble and see the same thing your, your whole life. I think that we have to enlarge, enlarge our horizon of, you know, knowledge and see as many things as possible. And I do not believe in astrology necessarily. I mean, I know that I'm a Gemini and I sometimes read the, the horoscope, but I don't really believe in it. And I think that um, life in general is, is hard. It is very hard, but, you know, it, it makes you tough. And I, I think that we shouldn't regret anything that happens to us. However, um, even if it's very, very bad, because it contributes to who you are and your personality and it makes you stronger so yes you, you know sometimes we hope that um, some bad things wouldn't have happened to us but I think that it contributes a lot to who we are and it makes us learn 
about situations so that we don't find ourselves there. Um, so yeah, that's my perspective about life. Thank you. I'm a Gemini as well, so I get what you're saying. And to understand you even deeper, a lot of people nowadays, uh, including psychologists, lament that human beings nowadays are numbing themselves down with TikToks and social media and quick fast foods and things like that. And therefore, they don't have that urge or yearning that a long time ago when life was totally boring for adventure, for like you said, trying as many places as possible, uh, doing as many things as possible. They stay in their safe zone, in their comfort zone, in their cocoons, because they can get some dopamine hits quickly that make them not feel that extra fire in order to cross the boundaries of their comfort zone into the unknown. Do you agree with this? Do you feel like younger people who you knew in Romania were more about safety and staying in their comfort zone rather than pushing their boundaries? Are you different in that way? Or do you disagree and feel that modern life, because of the safety, it allows people to really, really be okay with trying more, experimenting more, because there isn't really dangerous failure any longer. I truly think that social media is a very dangerous thing nowadays. Um, and as a um, a Gen Z, um, as, as a part of Gen Z, I am you know a teenager, so of course I'm addicted to my phone. Uh, I use TikTok, I use Instagram, so I know um, what you're talking about, and I truly agree with that because I, I've seen that, I've noticed you know addiction and how um, it can stop you from pursuing greater things and it's sometimes very you know hard to get out of it i mean i try to use tiktok and such platforms at least as, as possible because um it gets you addicted it, it gets you hooked you spend a lot of time on it you learn very few things from it i mean yes it sometimes can be educational but not all the time um, and as you said about dopamine, yeah, that's that's a very dangerous dangerous thing. That's you know the reason why it's so addictive, because for example, TikTok, it's a six second video is all over again, and you get you know dopamine hits every six seconds. So of course you're hooked to it, and you don't want to leave your phone, and you constantly want to be on TikTok. So. Yes, it it gives you a lot of videos of you know different people around the world, but it's also very addictive and time consuming. So I kind of think that social media is our enemy nowadays. Most of the time, it can be very dangerous, but it, it also has its good parts. And yes, about fast food, also it's it's all engineered so that it's as affordable as possible and as easy to buy as possible so that you know they have a lot of clients um, people eat it just to make them profit it's it's all against us and i think that we have to be aware of stuff like this in order to avoid it because it's very very dangerous it's very bad for us for our health even i mean all of it tiktok um social media um 
fast food, it's all bad for our health, even if it's mental health, even if it's physical health. So I think we have to make people more conscious about it and aware so that they can avoid it and, you know, be their better selves. Thank you. You're saying such wise words. And I recommend the documentary from 2020 called The Social Dilemma, which talks even deeper about the dangers and the effects etc. And therefore, let's move away from virtual life to a real life. When you meet new people, are you someone who opens up easily and quickly to them? Or do you have the stereotypical bitch face, uh, resting face that many Eastern European girls have, where even if you're friendly, people might think, oh my God, she looks so angry or unapproachable or snobbish or something like that. And when you meet people, do you need periods of time to observe them and get to know them before you open up? Or have you had that instant chemistry with someone new that made you open up and feel like you know them all your life? If I could describe myself, I would describe myself as a very open person. I mean, I like people. I like opening up to people. Uh, and sometimes that's bad because, you know, I trust people. I'm like, oh, they're, they're cool. They're chill. They are, they don't want anything uh, bad. I mean, to, to happen to me. Uh, and you know, that's not the case sometimes. Um, so yeah, it takes a, a period of time to actually see a person beyond their appearance and, you know, see their character uh, and see their actual intentions. And I think that, you know, we should pay more attention to that because a lot of wrong things can happen. Um, and I think we should stay safe. And yes, I mean, we learn a lot of people. Uh, we learn a lot of new things from meeting people. And um, even if it's the wrong person, we learn something from them. We learn to stay away from people like them in order to avoid conflicts and, you know, being hurt. So I think opening up to people is important, but not too much. You shouldn't trust people too much, but also not have trust issues, if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, that's my perspective on it. Thank you very, very much. And to understand even more about your thoughts, how do you find, like, what's the best approach do you find for self-reflection, for understanding yourself, for organizing your thoughts? Is it walking in nature and contemplating on the reality? Or is it journaling and creative writing that through what you write, you understand who you are? Or how would you recommend to other people or teenagers your age who want to go on a journey of self-discovery to follow in your footsteps and become more self-aware? I think that in order to know yourself better, um, we should journal. I mean, <laughs> we should journal, we should take walks, we should do anything that makes us happy and uh, keep, keeps us calm. Um, and personally, I've been discovering myself and, you know, who I am um, through spending a lot of time with myself, uh, not, you know, on social media or things that cannot allow me to think about um, who I am and my identity, but, you know, journaling, um, maybe taking a walk, maybe writing something, writing a poem, writing a short story, um, or something like that. Thank you. And 
I'm curious about sculpting. It's not a common hobby, at least not in 2022. How did you fall in love with it? What's the story? And do you do it as a way of expressing emotions, which means when you begin a sculpture, you don't know the end result? Or are you someone um, methodical who will think through first what you want, imagine it, and then begin your sculpture with a clear vision already? Um, I always begin my sculptures with an idea um, about, you know, its shape, its color, what it wants to express. But sometimes, you know, sometimes things don't go according to plan. And I think that's not just about sculpture, that's about everything in life. Um, But it, it was just a hobby that I picked up after seeing something similar on social media and I noticed that I'm good at it because I'm very meticulous and I I like, you know, small things and paying attention and I'm a perfectionist as as I I said earlier. So I like, you know, creating and being as meticulous as possible. So I, it was just something that clicked instantly. I liked it so, so much because it was relaxing and I truly found myself in it and I could make anything out of it out of clay just you know with an idea I could sculpt anything and express anything and express myself at the same time I also have a lot of very unusual hobbies for you know 2022 Uh, I mean I also crochet which is as calming and relaxing as sculpting it's it's oh it's so good for your, your mental health and unwinding at the end of the day um, and it's also creative. You can make anything, just as I said earlier, you can make anything just as a sculpting. Um, and I haven't really met a lot of people who crochet, especially teenagers. It's seen as a hobby for grannies and um, old people. <laughs> so um, I have a lot of hobbies. I, I mean, painting, drawing. I'm a very creative person. And sometimes I get tired and bored of some hobbies. But at the end of the day, I always pick them up again and again. So I think it's very important to try as many things as possible. Try, I don't know, crocheting, try um, sculpting, try drawing, try painting, painting, try, you know, making jewelry, try doing anything and see if you like it or not, because it, it, you might actually like it. It, it might actually um, be your favorite hobby. You know, you never know. I agree 100%. And to end this, speaking a bit about your superpower of language learning, especially the French language, if other teenagers who want to learn other languages, whether it's French or perfect their English, want to be inspired by your own process, how did you learn French? How did you integrate the vocabulary into your own Uh, fluency without going to France? How did you improve the accent? What did you work on? Which resources did you use? What would be for you the recommendation for someone who wants to learn a language and get to a fluency level similar to yours by following in your footsteps? Well, I think you need to have a base first. For example, for me, it was English. I started learning English when I was six years old um, and I studied throughout school and you know private tutoring and camps English camps and so on and I think that learning any language is very important because it opens a lot of new possibilities and you know 
Um, it can offer you a lot of opportunities. And I think a very, very big tip for studying a foreign language is getting as much exposure as possible. So for me, in, with English, it was, you know, Netflix. It was uh, movies. It was um, TV series. It was songs. It was reading in English, which contributed so, so much to my skill. And I think, you know, this is so important rather than just learning grammar. And with French, um, you know, having already a base in English and uh, Romanian, which is my natural language, and it's a Romantic language, and French is also a Romantic language, mixing English and Romanian, it, it was pretty easy for me to learn French. It's not as, you know, French equals Romanian plus English, but it, it helped me a bit to understand more and um, get new new words and understand your meaning or, you know, grammar rules, because there are a lot of grammar, grammar rules in French, but it's a very beautiful language. And I truly recommend that people study French. Um, you know, it's, it's very, <laughs> it's a very hated language in Romania. Kids don't like it. They hate it. And it's mostly because of the way it's taught in school. It's taught in a manner that doesn't make it um, attractive and easy to learn. So I think, you know, getting exposure to actual French talk by French people is very, very important. And so is for English. Thank you so much, Bianca. This was my privilege, my honor. Such a wonderful conversation and a way to explore who you are and share it with the world. I wish you a wonderful year in the US. I wish you to try everything, to visit all the places, to go finally to France without your flights cancels. Maybe nearby there you can go to Montreal and all that all will be wonderful thank you again thank you so so much it was such an honor talking to you and thank you for having me today